For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. And all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. My point is this, heirs, as long as they are minors, are, not, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property. But they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the Father. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of life. Thanks be to God. During Advent, Reverend Wiggs preached about finding gifts of Christmas. So he preached on finding faith in Christ, finding strength in Christ, and finding direction in Christ. Well, Advent is over. We had four weeks to get ready for Christmas, and yesterday was that celebration. Now, I know not all the families got to celebrate yesterday. Maybe it's tomorrow or the next day, but we are in Christmas tide, and it extends to January 6th. So it's great. No matter what time of year you celebrate Christmas, it's great. It's also great that we got the best gift ever on Christmas Eve. We got the Christ child. For the gift given to us is a perfect gift. Now, a perfect gift has two components. The giver puts something of themselves into it, like a sacrifice, and the gift is suited to the needs of the recipient. God fulfilled this definition when God became flesh and entered the world. This gift has been given to us without price, as Paul wrote in his letter to the Galatians. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. All of us. There are no longer any distinction between Greek or Jew or male and female. We are all given this Christ. God gave us the perfect gift to a world that wanted something different. They wanted something more eloquent and a lot more glamorous, but God chose the perfect time to send the perfect gift. One Christmas many years ago, and as you hear me preach on, you're going to hear a lot of stories of my life, and I'm sorry, I just had a you know, I've lived a lot of years, so I have a lot of stories to tell you, so just bear with me. Um, this 
particular Christmas, I was a junior in college and I had a real job, one that I went to. I was part of the student post office. So I went and I was actually making real money. You know, it wasn't just a, here's $10, this is $20. I got a paycheck. And I decided to buy my mother a special gift that year. So I watched and listened really closely as to what she already had and what she needed, what she really needed. No more childish gifts for me. No, sir, no more predictable gifts. No more gloves or slippers or sweaters. That year, I was going to give her a real grown-up present. Yeah, I'm a little late in life. Um, junior in college is a little late to do that, but hey, I got there. I was going to spend more than I ever had before because I actually had the money to spend and I was going to save my money to give my mother that perfect gift. I was going to give her something really nice. I was going to blow her away with that gift and it would be the gift of all gifts. I began this watching and listening to her all through the summer. During summer vacation, I would listen. I would see what she needed and by Thanksgiving, my plan was in place. The money was in hand and I was going to execute that shopping spree and buy that gift. And so I went to the store and I was going from display to display to find that one perfect gift. You know, as much as we all complain about the pre-Christmas shopping frenzy, trying to find the close parking lot, a place, at Walmart and the long lines of Kohl's. Did you ever go to Kohl's this last week? That Nile biting for that Amazon truck to come to deliver that gift that you did not order till Thursday, but they promised it was going to be here on Friday. And so you are just waiting for it. It is so satisfying to give that perfect gift. Looking back on Christmas when I gave my mother that special present, I think my pleasure was as much my own feeling of accomplishment at having come up with this great idea as it was her anticipated pleasure when she opened the present. Of course, our idea of giving doesn't always match someone else's idea of getting. Our sons could tell you several Christmases that did not live up to their expectations, and yet Richard and I thought we had hit a home run every Christmas on their gifts. Garrison Keeler, the former radio host, reminds us that a Christmas gift represents someone else's theory of who you are or who they wish you were. And he points out that there is sometimes a disconnect between the gift and the recipient when what you receive doesn't match your self-image. What if you see yourself as a suave dude with swift intellect, and then one year your spouse, yes, the one that loves you, gives you a pair of undershorts that perform O Tannenbaum. <laughs> That's when you go through a sort of identity crisis. Garrison Keeler goes on to say, you'd like to get a gift that aims high, maybe a copy of Whitman's 
leaves of grass, or a ticket to Nepal. Instead, here is a pair of slippers with lights in the toes so that you can see your way to the bathroom at night. <laughs> way too true. Sometimes we just don't know what to say when we open that package, and I, I'll give you a little tip, and I hope you did this yesterday. I hope you have that smile on your face and say, thank you. Even when under that wrapping paper is something you never imagined that you would ever receive. That's what happened with my mother. She could see that size and the weight of this package was a lot more than a pair of gloves or slippers or yet another Christmas sweater. It was much heavier than her usual gifts. So she began gently taking the wrapping off. She did not want to rip a single corner of that wrapping paper. The bow was lovingly placed on the table next to her as she was going to use that, save it for next year. I held my Instamatic camera up. Yes, it was an Instamatic camera because we didn't have cell phones. I know some of you can't even imagine what an Instamatic camera looks like, but I held it up to eye level, just ready to catch her surprise as she opened that. I still remember her and her black slacks and the Christmas sweater I'd given her the year before. And her mouth opened in surprise when she realized what her youngest daughter had given her for Christmas. At our best, the joy of giving and the joy of getting come together at Christmas when the desire to please meets the desire to receive with a gift that meets a deep need. That is the heart of the Christmas story. On that first Christmas, God gave all humankind a gift that meets our deepest need. God gave us a child, a son, a savior who came as Emmanuel, God with us. The word became flesh and spoke dwelt among us, full of grace and full of truth. A late great preacher said it this way, and I love this, God came walking down the stairway of heaven with a baby in his arm. But God's gift came as a surprise for that first Christmas, and it still surprises us because we aren't very good at knowing what we need. We look at the world around us and we listen to the voices on TV and radio and, of course, social media. And it says that what we want are money, power, and success. Those are the things that will make us happy, or so we think. And so we sit around at Christmas and open God's gift and find ourselves staring into the camera with our mouth agape at the actual gift that has come to us. Like my mother, as she opened her present long ago from me, a brand new steam iron. <laughs> it wasn't exactly what she had in mind for Christmas. She was, was surprised at my choice of gifts. She would have preferred perfume or gloves or even another sweater, Christmas sweater at that. Instead, she got a gift that said, hey, mom, 
You can stand for hours ironing Daddy's shirts. But she needed an iron. I, I, and it was a nice iron. It said on the display, making iron, ironing easier. Not sure if that was really true or not, but she got an iron. And we are surprised by God's gift to the world at Christmas. What we have received is a vulnerable, dependent, weak little baby who grew up to be something other than what people expected. They were hoping for a great military leader, a political ruler, a king, but what they got was a radical rabbi who confronted the establishment, who challenged the people's notion of who God is, of what God is like, of what God wants from humankind. They wanted a hero, but they got a man whose ministry only lasted three years because people said no to God's gift. God gave the world exactly what we needed. As Paul puts it, all the world received this gift. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. This gift for you and for me, says Paul, is for in Christ there is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female, for all of you are in Christ Jesus. This gift has been given at a perfect time, and Paul continues to say, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman. This gift goes way beyond what we thought we wanted. This gift was not money or power or success. It was so much more. You who are prone to despair have received the gift of hope. You who can be, who can be so cold to the needs of others have received the gift of love. You who can sink to depression have received the gift of joy. And you who settle disagreements with war have received the gift of peace. God's greatest gift meets the deepest needs of, our, of the human spirit. We receive Emmanuel, God with us. Let us receive this gift with a resounding thanks be to God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Amen.